In the previous episode... You have two types of bone cells. You have the osteoblasts, or the, the ones that build the bone, and then you have the osteoclasts, which are the ones that break it down. And people think, oh, osteoclast, you know, we, we don't want those, right? But that is important because those are, like if you have a little microfracture somewhere, those osteoclasts actually secrete cytokines that like dissolve the bones where the fracture, the little cracks are. Mm. And then they absorb the calcium, all the minerals that are in the bone there and the protein, and they return it back into the bloodstream. So the osteoblasts, the cells that build the bone, can use that to lay down new bone there. Welcome to Reinvent Healthcare, a podcast for health and wellness practitioners passionately committed to transforming our current broken disease-focused system. Your host, Dr. Rita Marie Los Calzo, is devoted to helping you get results with complex health challenges like autoimmune, hormonal imbalances, and chronic health challenges caused by nutritional and lifestyle-induced imbalances. Here's your host, Dr. Rita Marie. Welcome back to Reinvent Healthcare the podcast for health and wellness practitioners who are passionate about making a difference. On today's episode, we're going to explore the amazing world in the ocean that provides us with the food so many of our clients need for hormone balance, energy, blood sugar balance, and so much more. If you're a health practitioner who really wants to help people to get well, not to just cover up symptoms, not to just apply protocols, whether nutritional or pharmaceutical, we are doing a live event that's just right for you. It's called Functional Nutrigenomics in Clinical Practice. And it's all about how you can learn the genetic testing you can do with people to help you to personalize their diet and lifestyle plans. And when you put that together with your typical really great functional history and lab testing, you're gonna have all you need. So join us for an online virtual event that you can attend from anywhere. It's June 2nd to 4th, 2023, and you can get there by going to nesliveconference.com. That's nesliveconference.com, and we'll also put the link on the show notes page. Many of the clients we encounter are mineral deprived from poor dietary choices, demineralized soil, stress-induced mineral depletion, and even genetic variations that make it harder to absorb minerals. We need to feed ourselves for optimal health, and it's important to teach our clients how to eat to balance their hormones, their body systems, support their mitochondria in producing energy, and feed their brains. And one of the most overlooked food groups that provide an abundance of minerals and ingredients that support all these functions is sea vegetables. Yeah, your clients probably have had sushi now and then or an occasional seaweed salad at a Japanese restaurant, but likely they have no idea about the nutritional value of eating these gems from the sea. In addition to iodine, which is depleted in our soils, sea vegetables provide an abundance of nutrients, especially minerals. Plus, they have the ability to move toxins out of the body. For example, regular kombu consumption can help to improve coronary artery disease and lead to healthier liver function, higher metabolic rate, 
faster food transport time, lower LDL cholesterol, and higher HDL cholesterol blood levels. Research shows that eating sea vegetables on a regular basis supports the endocrine system, especially the thyroid gland. I have to admit, and the thought of eating a plate of slimy green stuff from the ocean just does not usually get people jumping for joy in anticipation. It's too bad, though. Sea vegetables are amongst the most powerful foods on the planet. And with a little creativity and experimentation, wonderfully delicious dishes can be prepared from them. Food manufacturers often use processed sea vegetables as thickeners or stabilizers in a variety of common products, from instant pudding to toothpaste. As hidden ingredients, though, these sea vegetables are not significant nutritional value. Served as part of main meals and in salads, soups, and wraps, sea vegetables offer an abundance of otherwise hard-to-get nutrients. Sea vegetables are super rich in nutrients and phytochemicals. They're loaded with chlorophyll, fiber, and minerals, including significant amounts of sodium, potassium, calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, iron, and many other trace minerals that are naturally found in the ocean. When they're reconstituted, sea vegetables expand to three to seven times their original volume, so small amounts go a long way. Available in dried form year-round, most sea vegetables are rehydrated before adding to dishes. There are some like kelp, dulse, nori, and sea palm that can be delicate enough to eat dry, and they do taste great. My kids used to snack on them. Others like arame, wakame, and hijiki become more tender and appealing when they're soaked in water to soften them. A sea vegetable called Irish moss can be soaked and used as a thickener in puddings, pies, and gravies. Still others, like kombu, are usually not eaten by themselves because they're tougher, but either ground and used as a seasoning or use whole and then removed as a flavoring in soups and stews. <laughs> when my kids were teething, we gave them pieces of kombu to chew on, and we often found pieces around the house uh, after they got tired of them. According to Dr. Ryan Drum, a noted herbalist and sea vegetable gatherer, and an international expert on sea vegetables, three to five pounds of sea vegetables will fully mineralize an adult human for one year. He claims his personal consumption is about 10 pounds a year. About a third of a cup, that's about a quarter of an ounce or so, serving of dulcer kelp can provide up to 30% of the RDA for iron. That's four times the amount in spinach and more than kidney beans, apricots, and peas. Magnesium is twice as abundant in kelp and alaria, as is in collard greens, and exceeds walnuts, bananas, potatoes, oatmeal, and even sockeye salmon. Sea vegetables present these essential nutrients to your body in a chelated, colloidally, optimally balanced form, so they're bioavailable. So some of the examples are calcium, of course, that's for skeletal health and healthy heartbeat and nervous system function, and magnesium, which activates lots of enzymatic activity and is essential for healthy heartbeat and muscle contraction, potassium, which naturally prevents high blood pressure and provides cellular energy, sodium, which we need to keep our internal ocean working properly, iron for, of course, hemoglobin, 
and it transports and distributes oxygen to all of our cells. Trace elements are especially essential to countless enzymatic functions that are constantly occurring. Like chromium, of course, we know that's important for regulating blood sugar and getting insulin into the cells, and iodine for thyroid health, and copper, which protects nerve sheaths and builds supple arteries, and is required for iron absorption. And there's so much more. Sea vegetables are the best source of natural iodine, according to Dr. Drum. Since no land plants are reliable sources of dietary iodine, you'd have to eat about 40 pounds of fresh vegetables and or fruits to get as much iodine as you could from one gram of whole leaf kelp. Think about that. The proceedings of the 2001 Pacific Northwest Herbal Symposium says seaweeds eaten regularly are the best sources of biomolecular dietary iodine. No plant sources are reliable sources. Dr. Ryan Drum warns that the real reason for making sure that our iodine consumption is at the high end is to ensure a full body complement of iodine at all times as a prevention for the next nuclear disaster, if there is one. A full body load of iodine 127 from seaweeds or any source will tend to allow the body to reject both topical air and food sources of radioactive iodine-131. Brown sea vegetables like kelp offer more available organic iodine than red, like dulse and lover and nori. We need between 150 and 1,100 micrograms of iodine in our daily diets to keep the thyroid healthy and prevent the uptake of radioactive iodine. I know there's a lot of iodophobia going on, where some folks are saying, don't eat any iodine because it's going to hurt the thyroid. In fact, your healthy thyroid will spill unneeded iodine. And in some people, like nursing mothers, postmenopausal women, or others with an unusual thyroid function, may have to be careful and avoid excess iodine. Let's look at vitamins in the sea vegetables. Most of them are excellent sources of vitamin A, all of the Bs, C, D, E, and K. For example, a serving of dulse, which is about 7 grams or a third of a cup, provides about 10% of the RDA for vitamin B2, riboflavin, and about 42% of the RDA for vitamin B6. I don't know about you, but when I eat dulse, if it's a good tender dulse, I eat a whole lot more than a third of a cup. So... I don't eat it every day, certainly, but it's a good source of these vitamins, B2 and B6. Nori is very rich in A and C. The protein content will surprise you. Protein content of sea vegetables ranges anywhere from 16 to 28%. The red ones, dulse and laver, are higher than the brown ones, kelp and alaria. The amino acid composition of these is generally well-balanced, and it provides all or most of the essential amino acids. Thus, it could provide higher quality protein than some of the grains and beans that are lacking in one or two essentials. One of the more important amino acids found in especially kelp is glutamic acid. It's the basis for synthetic MSG, so it provides a natural flavor enhancer without the downside of synthetically produced MSG. It can improve mental and nervous system activity, provide energy, and it can also help to control alcoholism, schizophrenia, and the craving for sugar. 
You do have to be careful in some folks who have certain genetic SNPs, in particular the GAD SNP, that they don't get too much glutamic acid because they may have an error of metabolism in converting that into GABA, a calming neurotransmitter. So be careful of the uh, sea vegetables, not too much in like people who have attention problems. While they're low in fat, sea vegetables have significant percentages of omega-3. Nori, in particular, has 3% omega-3 fatty acids. And the ratio of omega-6 to 3 is actually pretty good in sea vegetables. It's between 1.5 and 2. And that's an ideal ratio. We see a lot of people getting into trouble with autoimmune diseases and MS and depression when that ratio, the 6 to 3 ratio, goes higher. In addition, sea vegetables contribute minerals, vitamins, and trace elements needed for the optimal utilization of the omega-3 and 6. Bladderwrack, mixed with olive oil, has been shown to be a safe and effective alternative to cod liver oil. Kind of cool, huh? Sea vegetables have their own unique fiber and with interesting medicinal properties. Alginic acid in kelp has been shown to be an important detoxifier for heavy metals and radioactive isotopes. Sea vegetables have been studied and used in clinical practice and shown to have many health benefits. So it's really a good idea to educate your clients and patients about the use of sea vegetables in their regular diets. They have an antimicrobial function, uh, some powerful antiviral and antiparasitic properties. Some of the red algaes have been used as an effective genital herpes and shingle suppressants. How about that? Lungs. Well, hijiki and sargassum, a brown algae, seem to improve lung capacity. Three to five grams of powdered kelp has been found to be effective in treating asthma an Irish moss gel, it's a nice thickener that I like to use in desserts, is an effective long-term treatment for damaged lungs, especially after pneumonia, smoking, emphysema, and chronic bronchitis. What about erectile dysfunction? Tropical species of seaweed are used to prepare a male virility drink in the Caribbean. Sea vegetables can also be very helpful in tissue repair. Dr. Drum uses a broth of powdered sargasm, unpasteurized three-year-old barley miso paste, and puts it together for people who are, have cancer, are going through radiation or chemotherapy, post-surgical, and for people who have had a whole body trauma and their bodies need help. Pre-surgical treatment with three to five grams of brown seaweed containing fucoidin significantly reduces blood loss and shock risk after surgery. It's good for some nervous system disorders like ADD, insomnia, depression, hostility, and schizophrenia, and have been found to improve greatly with regular consumption, like in the neighborhood of three to five grams of powdered kelp. That's not a lot. Powdered kelp can be sprinkled in smoothies and in gravies and on vegetables, a lot of ways to use it. It's also helpful in cardiovascular disorders. Some studies show that regular consumption of kombu tends to result in lowered blood pressure and a decrease in arterial plaque. Sea vegetables can also be good in the prevention of breast cancer. It's been shown that regular dietary consumption of wakame and other browned algae is very useful in breast cancer prevention. One of the constituents, fucoidin, shows strong anti-tumor activity 
by enhancement of inflammatory responses. So what about thyroid disorders? That's when sea vegetables seem to have their most claim to fame, at least in the common knowledge amongst people, amongst your patients and clients. Fucus species of brown seaweeds, also known as bladderwrack, have been used as a treatment for thyroid disorders because they contain DIT, a weakly active thyroid hormone. Two DIT molecules combine to produce T4, thyroxin. Three to five grams daily of powdered fucus, bladderwrack, results in similar effects to thyroid medication. Up to 10% of the iodine found in brown seaweeds, especially the laminaria species of kombu and sarcasm, has been found to be in the preformed thyroid hormones T4 and T3. So taking these foods regularly is super exciting for people who have been on thyroid hormone. And as they increase the levels of these things, they may be able to decrease or even eliminate their need for thyroid hormones. Not to be outdone, male pattern baldness. <laughs> Daily nori consumption is recommended in Japan as a prevention for male pattern baldness. Even joint pain can be helped with regular use of sea vegetables. You can use topically and you can take soaks with powdered bladderwrack. Very helpful for improving joint pain. You may even be, make poultices and put them on the painful joints. Other conditions that have been found to respond favorably with the use of sea vegetables are anemia, arthritis, diabetes, chronic fatigue, yeast infections, ulcers, and prostate problems. So it's kind of all over the map. Lots and lots and lots of benefits to including regular sea vegetables. So if I haven't yet convinced you to encourage your clients to incorporate sea vegetables into their daily plan, I encourage you to do some research and experiment so that you feel confident in these results and that you feel confident in putting together ideas for how they can include these. Some easy starting points for including more sea vegetables. Well, Irish moss can be used to make a really yummy pudding. Nori makes a great wrap. We know that one, right, from sushi in Japanese restaurants. Dulse and bullwhip kelp are easy to eat as a snack. Barame makes a yummy salad. And a handful of soaked sea vegetables added to a nut or seed pate, cracker, or dehydrated veggie burger. And it's yummy. And put some in a blended soup or smoothie. Whatever you do, encourage people to make friends with these amazing vegetables. You can see in this whole process of talking about functional foods, how really sea vegetables can change the function of a person's body when used regularly. So if you want to make a simple sea vegetable salad, try this. It's so delicious. Soak the sea vegetables in water to soften. I like RMA and I usually start my clients with RMA because it's so easy and it's light and it doesn't have a strong sea vegetable taste or seaweed taste. I usually do equal amounts of sea and land vegetation. So I may take, you know, two cups of, of soaked arame and then two cups of a combination of carrots, cucumbers, um, celery, other kinds of things. I'll also add kale and collard greens and cabbage sliced into little ribbons that match the shape. And you combine them all, and then you pour a saucer marinade over them, let them stand for 15 minutes to absorb flavor, and voila. I even served it at Thanksgiving dinner one time, and everybody loved it. 
One of my favorite marinades contains some really functional food spices and additions like ginger and garlic, a little drop of sesame oil for flavor, lime juice, cayenne, and salt. When cooking, dried sea vegetables can be added directly to soups or stews and to the cooking liquid of beans or rice. While there are thousands of different types of sea vegetables, a small handful are really commonly used. The sweet, mild aromas and flavors of arame and dulce and bullwhip kelp make them perfect choices for someone who's just starting out. Target to recommend oh, about maybe one half to one ounce a week of sea vegetables. And then if they have any of the problems we listed above, maybe you want to increase that to five grams. Get to know these wonderful friends from the sea. You'll soon find yourself including them as a regular part of your diet and you'll discover how great you feel when you eat them. And then you're going to recommend them to your clients and to everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Reinvent Healthcare. I invite you to take action to support your clients to upgrade their diets to include sea vegetables as a part of their regular diet. Recommend that they get some, a few to start, get some powders and add them to things like salad dressings and smoothies, and then get daring and adventurous and explore recipes. Lots of recipes on our site, drreadamarie.com, and lots of them on the internet. The more you master the art of using functional food principles to balance hormones and body functions, the greater your success is going to be with empowering your clients to achieve their health and wellness goals. And that's what we're here for, right? That's why we do what we do. This will also lead you to have a thriving and fulfilling practice where you feel great at the end of the day, at the end of the week, because you're changing people's lives for the better. Remember to download the functional food guide I put together to access all the charts that we've discussed in these episodes www.reinventhealthcare.com forward slash food. And until next time, shine on. Thank you for listening to the Reinvent Healthcare podcast. Join the movement of practitioners that are guiding people to actually get well rather than covering up their symptoms. Connect with us at reinventhealthcare.com to access resources and tools that will empower you to create a thriving health practice.